Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. And this morning, <clears throat> just want to spend a couple of minutes with you talking about soldier of Jesus Christ. And I find this fits very well into the context of today as we <clears throat> just remember our veterans and it is essential for each and every one of us to identify and to know who we are in Christ Jesus. And God has given each and every one of us a responsibility as the soldiers of this nation has responsibility for each and every one of them. And this morning it is essential as a church and as a believers to understand what is the God-given responsibility to each and every one of us. I would like to turn your attention to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. Verse 1. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Here we see Paul writing to Timothy saying that you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Scripture talks about, there are four things the word of God is telling here. Paul is admonishing, advising young Timothy saying that these are the four things that you never forget. Number one, endure hardship. Number two, engage in warfare. Number three, do not entangle with the affairs of this life. Number four, please your commanding officer. Or please him who enlisted you into the army. These are the four things that Paul is telling Timothy. Today morning we are trying to understand what is our role and what is our responsibility as we are called as soldiers of Jesus Christ. This morning I just want every one of you to say, I am a soldier. Can you say that? I am a soldier. Do you believe that? Yes? Let's say that I am a soldier. I am a soldier. Okay. So let's continue. Let, let's take it further. So I know I, I came across this poem written by, I don't know who wrote this, but it's written by an unknown person. But I just came across this and I was really, you know, uh, I could appreciate the way it is written. So I thought I'll just bring that to you this morning before we really get dive into the word of God. So I would like to read through it as I, as I didn't, did not get a proper video. I just want to, you know, go through it. So this is what uh, the poem says. This is how it goes. I'm a soldier, just listen to this and follow it very carefully, it's very interesting. I'm a soldier, a prayer warrior of the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ 
is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of contact. Faith, prayer and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army and I am enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army or die in this army, but I will not get out, sell out, be talked out. I am faithful, capable and dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up or pepped up. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me or lure me. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. I am not a wimp. I am in place saluting my king, obeying his order, praising his name and building his kingdom. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end with nothing, I will still come out even. I will win. My God will supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot dis, dis, sorry, disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to a captain and then bring me back to rule with him. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior in the army. And I am marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior, marching heaven bound. Here I stand. Will you stand with me? And I believe this morning, this is a motivation, certainly, along with what Paul is trying to tell us this morning. So we just focus our attention this morning to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and verses 4. First of all, number one, expectation of God Almighty in our lives as a soldier, God wants us to endure hardship. God wants us to endure hardship. You know, certainly hardship has no other definition than troubles and difficulties on this earth. You know, if you go and ask people around today, if, even if you ask 100 people or 200 people, can we find one person, one individual who can say that I do not have any trouble on this earth? I don't think so. Every one of us, each and every one of us are going through our own difficulties and our own troubles in this world. 
And suddenly it is not a disappointment, it is not a discouragement, it is what is expected in the life of a child of God. And Paul is saying that I want you to endure hardship as a soldier. Now I just want you to you know, do a comparison between what soldiers go through and how that is applicable to our lives this morning. You know what soldiers go through? They go through a training before they you know, get into the army. They go through training before they get into the army. During their training they go through tremendous amount of hardship. Some of you, at least in, in the television or in videos, you would have seen the kind of hardships that they go through, you know, to, be, to become a good soldier. The amount of training, the amount of discipline they need to bring in their body, the amount of discipline they need to, you know, bring in their mind and in their, in their physical system to become, to qualify as a, train, as, a, as a soldier. During their training, they go through difficulties. In the battle, friend, they go through hardship. They are being away from their dear ones or their loved ones at times. They go through many of the emotional struggles in their lives. You know, they have a tremendous amount of physical labor. Even at times they are not in war. You know, they are asked to do so many things. They drain them out physically. You know, they go through tremendous sickness at times. There are times then where they need to handle such an area in the war, friend. They get easily prone to diseases. They catch diseases very quickly. They lose people at times whom they care for. They suddenly get a message saying that they just, someone who is so dear to them, they passed away. They cannot do anything because they are in the forefront. They are going through hardship in their lives. They are dealing with people of their equal as well as people with high rank, high officials. You know, at times it is so stressful to deal with people in, the, in, in their war field. Not having any control over what is going to happen in their lives. Those who are fighting, they do not know how the enemy is and when the enemy is going to attack them. When, you know, some of the soldiers, if you talk to them, they say that they don't really care about their lives. They really care about the wounds, are losing their limbs, they care about, but they don't really care about their lives. They care about the well-being of their family back in their nation when they go to the war field. But they don't care, really care about their lives at all. You know, soldiers are called to endure hardship. And here Paul is writing to Timothy saying that you therefore must endure hardship. You know, Paul is asking us to go through hardship. What kind of hardship Paul went through when he was on this earth? You know, scripture says... Paul was about to be killed six times in his life. We have all the scriptures there. Acts 9, 23 to 24, 9, 29, 23 and 23, 10. Acts 23, 12 to 13 and 25, 2 to 3. We don't go through all these scriptures. But Paul was about to be killed six times at least in his lifetime. And scripture says, I want to read the scriptures with you. 2 Corinthians, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 28 2nd Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 Paul says are they ministers of Christ I speak as a fool I am more in labors more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons more frequently in deaths often and he says in verse 24 from the Jews Five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Can you imagine? Not only Lord Jesus Christ, Paul has received 39 stripes from whom? 
From whom? From the Jews. From the Jews he received 40 stripes minus 1. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. Probably he was thrown into the, into the sea. He was in deep in day and night. In journeys often in perils of water. In perils of robbers. In perils of my own countrymen. In perils of the Gentiles, in perils of the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in sea, in perils among false brethren. And he says, in weariness and toil, in sleepless, sleeplessness often, in hunger and in thirst, in fasting and often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. You know, Paul went through so much in his life and he was a man of God. And here, with all the experience he gained over a period of time, he is telling this little young Timothy, he is telling him that you must end your hardship. And today, the word is the same for you and me. We must end your hardship as a child of God, as a soldier of Christ Jesus. We go through hardship. You know, think about some of the hardships that you are going through in your life. It is not just, it does not happen all of a sudden. It is the will of God. It is the plan of God. You know, God at times allows us to go through a time of difficulty in our lives. And finally, what happened to Paul? Paul suffered martyrdom. He was beheaded by King Nero as he was, you know, preaching the gospel in that nation in Rome. He was killed and he was beheaded by Nero. You know, he suffered so much in his life for the sake of the gospel. And today he's able to tell you and me and he's able to encourage you and me and telling us that we need to go through hardship as we live on this earth. You know, if we do not go through hardship, we don't seek God. You know, some of us are here today because we have gotten, we got enough trouble in our lives. And one point of time we decided to seek God because we tried everything else and nothing worked out. And we came to God and seeking God. And today we are here. We are found in God's presence. You know, one day I was going away from God. But there's, there was a point of time in my life that I need to kneel down and cry to God because I couldn't turn either side. I need to depend on God for God to bring a supernatural solution to that situation. You know, some of us may be going through that kind of, you know, and, and, and some, of, some of the difficulties in our lives. But God can deliver us. God brings us to that point. I don't know, that's how God works in our lives. In struggles, we go through in various temptations. And various sicknesses. Sometimes we lose our jobs. Sometimes we, we are bankrupt. We don't have anything in our lives. You know, some of the times, you know, there are broken relationships in our lives. And at times we are betrayed by people around us. And there is persecution in the church today. You know, we go through so much in our lives. There are hurdles in our way. They don't allow us to move further in our lives. And word of God says, as a child of God, you must endure hardship. If you want to walk with the Lord, you go through this trouble. And when you come out of the trouble, not only the trouble is gone, but you are totally changed. Your life is totally changed. And you can go to heaven. And God prepares us when we live on this earth for the eternity. And secondly, Paul is telling him, and a very important thing in the next verse, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself. With the affairs of this life. Secondly, Paul is telling you must engage in warfare. You must engage in warfare. Think about a soldier who is sent to the forefriend in the battlefield. 
and there he does not want to engage himself in the warfare what will happen he'll be sent back home immediately you know as a child of god god wants us to engage in warfare there are children of god there are people of god god saved them god called them but they don't want to engage themselves in the warfare paul is telling very clearly you must engage yourself in the warfare first then make sure that you are not entangled with the affairs of this year this world this life you must engage in warfare you know children of god are the and the soldiers they need to be found right there in the battle to face the enemy they cannot just hide behind they need to be just right there in the battle in order to face the enemy they know they cannot leave the camp no matter what happens in their lives they cannot leave the camp and come home whenever they want they cannot do it they must be engaged in the warfare now you and i are called to be engaged in the warfare what is our warfare we will just see that in a moment now i just want to you know highlight what is called a soldier's creek creed soldier's creed us army one has one i'm not sure whether canadian army has this and this is what it says let's go through the you know soldier's creed in the next slide soldier's creed says every soldier is asked to repeat this at times when they are in a in a public gathering or they may be in a celebration or a national festival or at times they know before they are sent to the sent to the army they are asked and even in the battlefield they are asked to go say this soldier's creek just want to go through it this morning it says i am i'm an american soldier because it's an american uh, soldier's creed i'm an american soldier it says i am a warrior and a member of a team i serve the people of the united states and leave the army values i will always place the mission first i will never accept defeat i will never quit i will never leave a fallen comrade a fallen fellow i will never lead i will never leave him i am disciplined physically and mentally tough trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills i always maintain my arms my equipment and myself i am an expert and i am a professional i stand ready to deploy engage and destroy the enemies of united states of america in close combat i am a guardian of freedom and the american way of life i am an american soldier this is the american soldier's creed you know if a soldier in this world is asked to repeat this how much more important for you and me to repeat what paul writes here soldier must engage in the warfare what are the warfare that you and i need to engage today second corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 and 5 second corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 and 5 these are the warfares that god wants us to engage for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in god for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ what does it mean it means that you need to war wage a warfare to bring yourself down and to bring all the powers that is working behind our lives what are the unknown powers that are working behind our lives the power of evil the power of wickedness in this life in this world that we see around they are working in our lives and our self is so puffed up our self is working in our lives and god says our our warfare is first of all to fight against the self things that is working within our lives 
waging war within ourselves. And how do we do it? There are three things I have listed here. Number one, we need to engage in warfare through prayer. We can engage in warfare through prayer. If we are a soldier of God, if we are called to be soldiers of God, God wants us to be, wants us to engage ourselves in the warfare through prayer. You know, when you pray, there are many things accomplished in your life. God wants us to pray. God wants us to engage in the warfare through prayer. Secondly, God wants us to engage in the warfare through evangelism. How do we do it? By sharing the gospel with somebody. By sharing the goodness of Lord Jesus Christ with your friends. We need to evangelize. We need to just tell them about Lord Jesus Christ. If you come to God, God can bless you. God can settle you. God can you know, give you this. God can give you, bless your future. And thirdly, we need to engage in warfare through bringing deliverance in the lives. You know, there are lives, they cannot just come to Christ, but we need to bring deliverance in their lives so that they can be drawn to Christ. And this morning, I believe God is considering you and me as a soldier. Again, once again, let's say I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. And God wants us to engage in the battle by through prayer, through evangelism, and bringing by bringing deliverance in the lives. And thirdly, Paul is writing to Timothy, telling him, do not get entangled with the affairs of this life. A soldier has nothing to do with a civilian affairs. A soldier's life is totally separated. It is set apart for the government, for the land, in order to protect the land. In the same way, you and I are soldiers, and God is telling us, do not get, in, get entangled with the affairs of this life on this earth. What does it mean? Let's talk about soldier for a moment. A soldier cannot consider the war field as a picnic spot. You know, at times when they go to a, travel to a different nation, for example, our soldiers are going to Afghanistan. You know, some of them are really very curious to see that nation. They consider maybe it's a picnic spot. We can just go there and have a look around. But then when they go there, they will realize they cannot really get entangled with the affairs of the life. They will, they will realize they don't have anything to do with there in that nation. Yes? A soldier's life is totally different. He has nothing to do with the life on this earth. Secondly, a soldier cannot allow his mind to wander. He has to be single-minded. He has to be single-minded. You know what happens? If the soldier is not single-minded, their drill or their training time or when they practice, the commander will be standing there and he will point out that soldier and pull him aside and ask him to do, run around the field for 10 times. Right? So think about if our God does that to us. At times we are here and our mind is still wandering. A soldier's mind cannot wander. Mind has to be right there, available for service at any moment. He has to be single-minded. A soldier's vacation cannot be extended. You know, we normally do that. We take vacation and go home. And what do they do? And the, from there, we send a letter or a mail to our officer saying that, I would like to extend my vacation. My father is severely sick. Right? At times we do that. And we think that it's a valid reason, right? He's having enough age and then all the reason there is there for him to fall sick at any moment. So we consider that as a valid reason and say that we can extend. But a soldier cannot do that. You know that. When he tries to extend his vacation, he is dismissed from the army. He cannot do that. A soldier cannot be upset about the issues at home. 
his loved one is, has passed away or something happened at home or some good thing or bad thing he cannot really worry about he cannot pay attention to what is going on in this house a soldier cannot enjoy the world like his friends do and wherever he goes even if he is off duty he has to maintain his norm because he is a soldier you know most of the time we identify them by looking at their hair haircut right they have a different haircut we identify them so they are able to identify and today you we you and i we try to hide ourselves we don't want to identify ourselves as a christian because we are not sure people what people will think about us but so soldiers haircut is different i think we need to do that we need to have a different haircut for all the believers so that believers are identified at any time in the workplaces otherwise we don't want to say that i am a christian we feel ashamed to say the say that we are christians a soldier is always identified he has nothing to do with the civilian affairs in his life and here paul is telling timothy you are a soldier do not get entangled with the affairs of this life what are the affairs today you and i get in, you know entangled with first of all i would say our routine life on this earth every day morning you get up go to work come back go to bed and our routine we just, we are just so busy with our routine things when do we have time to do the things of god when do we have the time to do the things of god because god has considered as as a soldier when do we have time to engage ourselves in the warfare you know i'm just talking to the believers now now when do we have time to pray when do we have time to 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 seek after the souls when do we have time to evangelize when do we have time to share the word of god if we become so busy with our routine every day we get entangled with the life living on this earth where a scripture says as a soldier you don't have anything to do with the living on this earth just want to straight away turn your attention to matthew chapter 6 because jesus knowing this he said one thing very clearly as we read from matthew chapter 6 verses 31 to 33 matthew 6 31 to 33 he gave an example as the birds of the air the flowers of the field and he said solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of this was 30 31 therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear was 32 for after all these things the gentiles seek you know we may read that very clearly very very casually saying that the gentile may seek for your heavenly father knows that your need you need all these things and he says in word verse 33 but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you what of god is telling us do not worry about what do we eat what do we wear what do we what's going to happen for my future do not worry who seeks after all these things those who do not believe in god they seek after all the uh, they go behind all those things but you know that your heavenly father can feed you but you need to do one thing what you need to do verse 33 seek first the kingdom of god what is kingdom of god seek god seek god wherever when people are gathering together and praying just be there whenever word of god is preached just be there whenever god is asking you to do something in the god's kingdom just be there seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you whatever we are waiting for whatever we are expecting the kind of blessings that we are seeking for god will provide us but you do not get involved in those things the moment you start seeking after those things the moment you start going behind thinking about worrying about all these things 
we lose the purpose of God calling us as a soldier. God talked about the seed, the parable of the sower. As he was sowing, some of the seeds that fell on the wayside, some of the seeds fell on the rock, it couldn't come up. Seeds which fell on the wayside, the birds came and picked them up. Seeds that fell on the rock, it couldn't shoot its roots because it is so solid. And there are seeds which fell on the thorn and they started growing up. And you know what the thorns did? They covered, they basically soaked the plants. The thorns grow further and they soak the plant. You know, today many of us, our lives are like this. We hear the word of God and moment we get out, we get into the civilian affairs of our lives. And the word of God is choked by the thorns. And this morning God is telling us, we need to engage in the warfare. And also we need to make sure we are not entangled in the affairs of this world. Let's take it further. God is asking this morning, finally, as he was telling Timothy, you need to do all that you need to do in order to please your commanding officer. That's the objective of a soldier. He does everything to please a commanding officer. He will make sure that because only then he can come up in his rank in the army. In his performance, he will make sure that he performs in a better way so he can, he is capable of promotion. He tried to be punctual every time. And he also tried to motivate others to join in the army and, to, and supports. He cares for not only himself and he cares for others too. If his fellow soldier fall dead, he cannot just leave him there. He has to bring him. He has to get the body from that field. He cannot just walk behind leaving the body there. You know, these are some of the rules in the army. He cares for others. He's being available whenever he is needed. Why he does all these things? In order to please the commanding officer. That's what God expects in you and me. He wants us to please him in everything that we do. Just we want to quickly close this morning. Just taking you through seven aspects of pleasing God. Quickly. Go to the next slide. Number one. God wants us to have faith in him. Without faith, it is impossible. I want you to read the scriptures with me together. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So God wants us to have faith in him. By having faith in God, we can please him. And when we please God, God will do everything for us. You know, that, that's the deal. A soldier tries his best to please the commanding officer in order to get the promotion. And God wants us to please him. It's not bribing, but it is pleasing God. We want to please God so that, you know, we can be blessed on this earth. Number one, never forget having faith in God. Number two, spiritually minded. Paul talks about carnally minded and spiritually minded. And in Romans 8, 8, he says, so then read along with me. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who think in the fleshly way, whom we can cheat. You know, how to do evil things. How we can hurt somebody. Those who are thinking in a fleshly way, we cannot please God. We need to think in a spiritual way. Those who are spiritually minded, they can please God. Number three, having fear in God. Psalm 147.11 The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him. In those who hope in His mercy. Those who fear the Lord, God is pleased. Number four, in Matthew 17.5, by following Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's the voice Jesus heard when he was baptized. This is my beloved son in whom 
I am well pleased hear him. God was pleased in Lord Jesus Christ and we need to follow Lord Jesus Christ so that God can be pleased in our lives. Number five, by obeying God. Shall we read 1 Samuel 15, 22? Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Obedience is better than sacrifice. By obeying God, we can please him. Number six, by doing God's will. Hebrews 13, 21. May the God of peace make you complete in every good work to do his will. By doing God's will, we can please him. Number seven, by giving sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving and doing good and sharing what we have with others. Let's read that Hebrews 13, 15 and 16. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name but do not forget to do good and share for with such sacrifices God is well pleased so God is telling us this morning as Paul was telling Timothy that you need to please your commanding officer so God is asking us to please our Lord God and I believe the call of God in our lives is to be a soldier of Lord Jesus Christ and this morning if we believe as a soldier, God wants us to endure hardship. God wants us to engage our lives in warfare through prayer and evangelism and by delivering, bringing deliverance to people. And number three, God wants us not to get entangled with the affairs of this life. And number four, God Almighty is warning us to please the commanding officer that's Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we close? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.